welcome to the second episode of Humanity Hoops. Boy, we have a lot to get into today. We're actually going to talk about humanity for once. We're not just going to talk about hoops, although we are going to delve into the NBA schedule. We'll get to that in a minute, but first, we're going to talk about the Afghanistan crisis. Ooh, there's a lot there. That's a heavy load. We're going to talk about, we're going to mourn someone. We're going to mourn someone. Let's just say I look up to him. And I'm gonna talk about my first week of school. To be honest, like I will have a separate episode coming later where I'll focus on a surprise guest. But I'll I'll briefly mention and go over my first week of school. But first things first, let's talk about the Afghanistan crisis. Wow, this is a lot to unpack, to say the least. <laughs> um, Joe Biden has something on his hands just like every other president um credit to him he's actually trying to do something about it maybe maybe not the right thing but he's doing something he met with g7 leaders virtually on tuesday uh these leaders were encouraging biden to extend the august 31st deadline to evacuate troops service members basically everyone from the u.s out of afghanistan and he didn't budge. He said, okay, if we're not out by the 31st, that's tough. And he's, so he's basically, I'm not going to say he's following the Taliban's command, but the Taliban ordered that deadline. Joe Biden stuck by it. So we'll see what happens in the next week. I'm not going to make any harsh judgments. But damn, that's, if we leave people stranded, that's an automatic L for Joe Biden. And just the, the entire country. You know, we we really got in a war by ourselves on terrorism. We fought a war on terror and lost it because of a stupid date. That's not going to look good. Just Tuesday morning, 6,500 people were at the airport waiting to evacuate. And I'm sure that number's gone up. Uh, as visas get approved, more shit happens. More people realize it's their only option. Um, just since January 2021... Since Joe Biden's presidency, 270,000 people have been forced to leave their homes in Afghanistan. Now, that's not a knock on Joe Biden because those numbers have, they've been up there. This is not even the peak of the war. So those are on the low end. Back in like, back during the Obama and Trump days, that shit was high. I can pull out all the somber numbers, all the depressing numbers, but... To put it in basic terms, you can't fight what you can't see. You cannot start a war on terrorism because you can't shoot terrorism. You can't. Terrorism doesn't have a starting lineup of uh, combatants, I guess, would be the issue. You have to define something as terrorism and what makes the U.S. military. <laughs> It's an oxymoron that the U.S. military gets to define what terrorism is because uh, they, they've crossed that line plenty of times. Now, George Bush decided to start this war because September 11th, 9-11, 2001. Uh, it made sense to go get revenge, right? That makes sense. And uh, he started a war. That's not exactly the best thing, but he started a war. He's getting revenge. And Obama killed Osama bin Laden. Not personally, but he got a his administration, his military. He ordered a 
mission to go kill Osama bin Laden, and it was successful. Now, why are we still here nine years later? Why are we still in Afghanistan? It's weird. It's pointless. We should not... Either Obama or Trump should have withdrawn from Afghanistan. And uh, Joe Biden, he's making the right decision, I guess, in the wrong... Well, I can't say in the wrong manner yet, because my judgment has to be based on results. Um, I don't know how to feel. I'm not a military expert. I'm just providing what I know. What I do know is that his job approval rating fell below 50% for the first time in his entire uh, term, according to an NBC News poll, with only 25% approving of his handling of Afghanistan. And that means... This is the first decision that people are like, uh, are you sure this is right? Because he's been handling shit pretty well. If you don't watch Fox, you'll you'll realize, okay, uh, maybe he's not the worst. You may not like him, but he's not the worst. Up until this point, like, okay, um, the Taliban took over a country. I don't think that's right. And... Hopefully that doesn't stay that way. <laughs> but I, I don't imagine the U.S. interfering much longer. At, at least under Biden rule. Because he's made it clear he wants to exit. We've we funded the Afghan military long enough. They can't fight their own wars. They want the U.S. to fight their wars. And that's just not going to happen. We have to protect our homeland first. Our domestic property our domestic territory we gotta stop being the policemen of the world and both sides of the aisle are guilty of that so joe he biden has the right idea we'll see how he executes it in other news (laughs) in other news we are going to mourn someone today igor vavkovinsky that's not how you say it but igor v we'll say that The tallest man in the U.S. has died at 38 years old from heart disease. He was 7 foot 8. He did not play basketball, for those asking. Let me go ahead and see what he did. I'm not sure. Okay, so he had a tumor in his pituitary gland that released excessive growth hormone. So that's why he's 7 foot 8. 7 foot 8 and a third. And... Yeah, I mean, he was a law student, he was an actor, he was an Obama supporter, Um, that's what his Wikipedia page says, that's about it. He passed away at 38 due to heart disease, because, you know, tall people, excessively big people, whether you're tall, fat, you know, whatever, there's a good chance that you'll die young, because whether it's been your own health decisions or just natural natural decomposition you're just your body takes more risk um every day in just everyday activities and it's under more stress and when you're seven foot eight and a third yeah you're always going to be under more stress especially when you have a fucking tumor so just want to say rest in peace igor um hopefully they have enough room for you in heaven um okay let's I was debating between whether to go NBA or school. I'm going to go over my school 
week so far. It's been three days. I'm not even talking about like my teachers or anything. I love all my teachers. Um, what am I gonna talk about? Okay, I'm going to talk about how fucking crowded the halls are. It's ridiculous. There were not this many people two years ago. It's ridiculous. Like, it's like they're making a fucking bot simulator maker thingy and just throwing them in the main hall. We gotta walk everywhere. The main stairs frozen people are frozen people don't know where they're going people know where they're going and don't go <laughs> i could rant all day um i've had i've been forced to find the shortcuts usually i take the long way because you know i don't want to be early to class but i'm taking shortcuts because i'm not finna be standing in the fucking middle of the school looking dumb as fuck for five minutes. Hey, they expanded it to six minutes. They expanded the um, the w- uh, waiting period. Some at some classes, some schools have four minutes. Some have eight. Some have ten. I'm like, it's weird why, how they vary it. I'm glad we have six now instead of five. That may sound like not much of a difference. It is so much of a difference. You you don't feel rushed. So, bless up for that. Um, what else? Uh, overall. That, that's about the only notable thing I can really say. A lot of people have early release. They seem to be enjoying themselves. Good for them. I don't think I would have done it this year. I'm enjoying all of my classes so far. I mean, that that's only because it's been three years. Three days. Oh my god. It's felt like three years, but <laughs> three days. Yeah, I'm going to try and engage more with life. Um, this last This last year... I'm going to engage with life, feel all it has to offer, because senior year, you don't want to lose it. You don't want to be like, oh, I wish I could have done more. I wish I could have talked to this person. I wish I could have been there for that. You want to be there for everything you can do. I'm doing the best I can. Um, That's why I started this podcast, to engage with people, to let people's voices be heard, so... Or, I mean, right now it's just mine, but we're we going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah, that's about all I have. I'm learning a lot more than I did freshman year. Freshman year, teachers were just there to bullshit. Now we got actual teachers and coaches and people that understand that how they talk influences you as a person, not just as a student i guess as a student you're a student of the life not just of the class and i'll need more teachers who understand that the world needs more teachers who understand that's why i consider i'm still considering becoming like a teacher an education administrator you know because right now i could go on a whole tirade about the education system but kids need more teachers invested in them it's hard investing in each and every one of your kids. I get it. But it's it's what you signed up for. A lot of teachers can pull it off. You can see it in your senior year. You can see which teachers are there. Are there for everyone. Not just for themselves. Obviously they didn't sign up for the paycheck. But they're here to make children's lives better. I mean, how, how are you going to become a teacher if you hate children? If you hate kids? That That's idiotic. And yet... 
there are certain teachers at school that do it still. Um, I'm not going to name them. I'm sure my fellow Creek kids know which ones, and I'm sure everyone else has their memories. But, yeah, like, how are you going to become a teacher if you hate kids? How are you going to become a politician if you hate <laughs> your voters? <laughs> like, it happens all the time in the world. You just want money, power, blah, blah, blah. I could go on a whole tirade about that. But I'm not going to. Um, it's been a very good school year so far. Three days. It's going to get worse. Fall fall is the best for school. Winter's all right. Besides, I mean, winter break. Spring is the worst. Spring is the downfall. You're always looking forward to summer. Because, you know, you got AP tests. You just have finals. You have... You're tired. You're just ready for summer. I mean, I'm ready for summer already. I just went through it. But in spring, you are especially ready for summer. I am not looking forward to spring. But I'm going to enjoy fall. I'm going to enjoy fall, winter. Homecoming, you know, prom. These are things that I'm looking forward to and enjoy. But we're not there yet. We are still... <laughs> we're still um, filling out permission forms so we'll, we'll get there when we get there um, if you'd like to tell me about your first day of school uh, be sure to tell me uh, you know the Instagram at humanity hoops or you can send me a personal message I'll be sure to post about it um, but for now let's talk about the NBA schedule the NBA schedule. Starting off, let's see, starting off, it's a November 10th matchup, nationally televised. <laughs> it's about one of the only ones we're going to get between the Detroit Pistons, number one pick Katie Cunningham, and the Houston Rockets. So it's the Clash of the Titans, Clash of the Rookies, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. I think the Rockets have a fighting chance in this one. You know, the Pistons. Both teams are better than you would think. They're a lot better than the Thunder and uh, teams like that who don't really have anything beyond one good superstar. Or star, I guess. Um, these teams are balanced. These teams know how to fight. These teams know how to play. These teams have structure, I think. And I think it's going to be a better game than you'd expect. Um, it's at Toyota Center. I would really be interested in going to this game, actually. Um, November 10th, Detroit comes to Houston. I think the Rockets would win that one. Jalen Green is going to prove a lot of people wrong. Um, hopefully Kevin Porter Jr. is starting by then, and we have John Wall traded. Um, and then it would be uh, KPJ, Jalen Green, Jay Shante, KJ Martin, Christian Wood. That's the ideal starting lineup by that November time because we're probably going to start off with John Wall we're not going to pay a motherfucker 44 million dollars to sit on the bench I mean <laughs> that'd be nice but no it's not going to happen and I don't see anyone taking on his salary at this point if they weren't going to in the off season, like the Clippers were a possibility the Heat if they didn't do it then they're not going to do it now so we're probably stuck with him and that's fine um He's not a bad basketball player. He's just not worth $44 million. Um, What else? Our first game 
against Minnesota on October 20th. ABC 13 has Patrick Beverly as a former rocket star. It's probably not accurate. I would not call him a star. Let's see what else we got. Halloween, we play the Lakers. I can't believe Russell Westbrook's on the Lakers. That's like weird. Uh, I still think he's on the Thunder. Even the Rockets. Never imagined him on the Wizards. And certainly don't imagine him playing in the Lakers uniforms. But here he is. Here he is playing for the Lakers with LeBron, with Anthony Davis. Um, he's probably going to win a ring. I hope he wins a ring. I'm rooting for Russell Westbrook. Um, he had his chance in Houston. He just, I don't know, his playoff performance is pretty bad, to say the least. Um, so is Harden's. Well, I mean, no, I take that back. Westbrook's was probably to blame. But he, he deserves a ring, nonetheless, especially with AD and LeBron. That's that's a stacked team right there. Um, but on that Halloween day, the Lakers should beat our ass. But it should be a fun game. Um, what else we got? Let me see, let me see. November 4th at Phoenix. I think people are underestimating the Suns again. People are underestimating the Suns, just like the Bucks. And I'm going to go into the Bucks in a minute. But Houston versus Phoenix is going to be fun just because, you know, you're facing off against the guys, the guys from the West, the champs of the West. Uh, seeing how you stack up, I guess, like relatively against the best of the West. Like, no matter who you think is the best, like if you think it's the Lakers, sure, we play Halloween. Literally speaking, Phoenix holds over as uh, reigning champs. And, you know, they, they have most of everyone back. They have their whole starting five back. They have Campaign back. Dario Saric, I don't think they have Kaminsky back. They have a good portion of their team back. So this this will go to show how the Rockets stand comparatively. Are they ready to win games against the good teams? Speaking of good teams, December 5th, this is the game I might be interested in going to. James Harden's second time returning to Houston. Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets are coming to the Toyota Center. So Kyrie, James Harden, KD. Three of my favorite players ever to play the game. <laughs> Kyrie, I mean, obviously he has great dribbling skills. He's a great player. Also a great thinker, great leader. Um, maybe, maybe it doesn't show as much on the court. Off the court, he leads people. Um, James Harden, obviously, played for the Rockets. He's a great basketball player. He is his work ethic. You know, as much as you see, he goes to strip clubs, whatever. His work ethic is impeccable. And I, KD, KD, people call him a snake. Maybe his decision was weak to go to Golden State, whatever. Blah blah blah. Maybe his decision to form a super team again with the Nets was weak. I really don't care. He's still one of the greatest scorers of all time, and. I really appreciate the way he plays basketball. It's that simple. Um, his mid-range game. Uh, everyone on the Brooklyn Nets mid-range mid game. Insane. Kyrie, Harden, or KD. That's what, that's why I love the Nets, personally. Because I love the mid-range. Um, so that's why, even if we get our asses beat December 5th, I'm still going to love the game. So, uh, December 10th versus Milwaukee. That's similar to November 4th. Except it's a Toyota Center, so that might be another game I'm interested in going to. Because of the Bucks. People underrating the Bucks again. You know, hey, Giannis is not going to do that because, you know, he's going to see the Nets and the Lakers again. 
Yes, he is. He's going to get 30 and 10 and 7 or whatever he gets. He's going to get buckets. He's going to, if he does this right, he's going to improve his three-point shooting and he's going to get better. Could not imagine Giannis getting better, but he, he, he'll find a way. And um, Chris might get better. I don't know about Drew Holiday, but Chris might get better. Um, Dante DiVincenzo's back. He'll get better. Bobby Portis will get better. Yeah, I mean, you have a team on the rise. They can take some shit. They can go places. They're right there with the Nets. Just because the Nets have three superstars, the Bucks have three stars and depth. Nets don't really have that. So I'm I'm interested to see Houston going against all these tough teams. I guess that's my point. So if they're not going against, you know, LA, Phoenix, Brooklyn, or Milwaukee, I want to see them go against Detroit because of the small rivalry that's brewing there, I guess. One versus two. Oh, Jalen Green says Detroit is a shitty city, even though he said he wanted to play there. You know, it's, it's the small things as a Houston Rockets fan. These are the things I look forward to. <laughs> it's not it's not too fun, but, you know, it's something. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, Nets versus Bucks. I mean, I mean, you, you could basically get the sentiment of what I'm going to say. Nets versus Warriors, Nets versus Bucks, Lakers versus Nets. Um, that Lakers versus Nets Christmas Day. That's insane. LeBron, KD, Harden, AD, Kyrie, Westbrook, Mello, Blake Griffin, Dwight Howard, um, <laughs> Trevor Reza. Uh Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I would, I'm not really going to say Patty Mills, but even even that list of names, that's insane, especially in 2014, but we're not in 2014. In 2021, that list is still insane for two teams to hold that much star power, like six current all-stars. Six current superstars, I might add. That's insane. So I am just, I'm thrilled to, you know, leave my family to go watch Nets versus Lakers. Because, you know, I, I'm not worried about my family. I hope my family knows that Kyrie is going to take down Westbrook. K- KD got something in store for LeBron. Harden's going to take AD's ankles. It's simple. It's a simple story. And if it's not, I'll teach Grandpa. If it's not, I will educate the people. Educate the Ruggiero family on uh, what a a gather step is, what a step back is. Because there will be a lot of confusing stuff with Kyrie, Harden, and Katie. Yeah, that's about it. That will wrap up the episode. That's all I have to talk about for today. Um, make sure to check out our Instagram and follow us at Humanity Hoops. If you have anything, any ideas you'd like to see talked about, make sure to give us a DM. Yeah, that's about it. Take care of yourself and each other. Peace.
personal battle with uh, indifference. I'm just someone conscious enough to know that uh, certain feelings aren't the right ones and don't contribute in a meaningful way. And it's a challenge with that.